Good morning, friends, and welcome to Wake Up in the Word. Thanks for joining me this morning. Grab a Bible, a good cup of coffee. Let's go to the Gospel of John, right in the middle of this Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to read a passage today that includes none of his words. Well, what's that about? I thought a gospel is all about Jesus. Well, it is, but Jesus won't be speaking today. Let's find out what we're talking about here in a minute. We left off yesterday after Jesus had told us to follow the light while you have chance while the light's with you because it's not fun working in uh, walking in darkness is it so uh become children of the light by following the light then it says that he went away and hid from them which brings us to verse 37 now why is jesus hiding out all of a sudden well it's no secret you remember from luke's gospel chapter 5 verse 16 where he says often jesus withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Where did Jesus get his power? From those quiet times he spent with the Father in prayer. Oh, if he did that, shouldn't we think that should be part of our regular day to get alone with God? That's what Jesus needs to do right now. He withdrew from them. He got away from the crowds. Why? The biggest event in all of human history is at the door. It's time Jesus has said, my hour is come, and he is about to be taken off to a fake trial. He's about to be beaten, scourged, condemned to be crucified, executed publicly, and then raised from the dead all within the next few days. Jesus has got to get the strength necessary for this. We'll read about the Garden of Gethsemane and uh, those incidents also as a part of his passion. Oh, listen, friends, Jesus has got to be prepared for all this, not just hang around and answer your needless questions. So this is one of those times that he chooses to get away, to spend time with the Father so he can be ready for what comes next. Well, this is a good time from John's standpoint in his narrative to give us some commentary so he writes in verse 37, even though he, Jesus, had performed so many signs in their presence, they did not believe in him. This was to fulfill the word of Isaiah the prophet, who said, Lord, who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Well, this is why they were unable to believe, because Isaiah also said he's blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, so that they would not see with their eyes or understand with their hearts and turn, and I would heal them. Now, that's something that's not a permanent thing, but at the time of his crucifixion, there has to be the condemnation of unbelievers who will crucify Jesus so he can be offered up for our sins. You know, some of those same people who rejected Jesus on this side, including some of his own family members, would later become some of his strongest followers. So keep that in mind. It says in verse 41, Isaiah said these things because he saw the glory and spoke about him. Who saw the glory? Isaiah. Remember, Isaiah was lifted up into a vision of heaven and received prophecies that are so powerful that even today we marvel at their accuracy. The quotation here comes from Isaiah chapter 53. I decided I just wanted to read that over again this morning. I, I went from one end to the other of it. I want to recommend you do the same. I don't have time to do that uh, on Wake Up in the Word this morning. But this is the prophecy where it predicts Jesus, the Messiah, as the suffering servant who would lay his life down for us, that our sins would be laid on him at the cross. 
It even talks about how he would die with those evildoers, as he was, crucified between two thieves, but then would be at a with a rich man at his death. And lo and behold, here comes Joseph of Arimathea to claim the body of Jesus and put him in his brand new tomb. All these things prophesied by the prophet Isaiah. And chapter 53 is just one of the key passages in all of the Old Testament. Well, that's what John's pulling from here, but he doesn't quote the whole thing. He knows you can read that in your own Bible. Go back and do that. I recommend maybe even today. But listen to what he says. Many did, however, in verse 42, believe in him even among the rulers. Oh, really? Yes, a lot of people were believing the message of Jesus, believing he was, was Messiah. But I want you to look at their reaction and ask yourself, are you having the same problem that they had in their day? It says, but... Because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, so that they would not be banned from the synagogue. For they loved human praise more than praise from God. Now, this is an interesting passage, isn't it? There were those who believed in the message of Jesus, knew he was the Messiah from what he was doing and saying, but they didn't want to tell anybody. And why? It was the immense political pressure placed upon them you say, wait a minute, is it political? I thought it was religious. Well, it is. Many times it's one in the same. You see, all of Jewish society centered around the synagogue. Of course it did. Well, now, the synagogue is a place where only faithful Jews can come and participate. And if you did something you weren't supposed to, say something you weren't supposed to, you could be banned. <laughs> oh, and you just thought that was happening in the 21st century. Yes, you could be cut off banned, kicked out, just as the blind man Jesus healed was kicked out of the synagogue because of his faith in Jesus as he grew in that faith. Oh, friends, listen, there was a lot of pressure there because if you got kicked out of the synagogue, it's very different from today in, in a church where if you have a dispute with leaders at a particular church, you can always go down the street to another one. You can hop in your car and drive to dozens of churches within a short amount of time and pick one and become a member there. But oh no, uh, that's not what could happen in this day and age. There's one synagogue around which the community centers, and you don't just have a synagogue split and go start another one, now do you? So for many of these people, the pressure was too much to be cut off from all of their normal society that revolved around the synagogue was more than they could handle. So all they although they believed in Jesus, they kept it a secret. Didn't want to tell anybody. Now, John puts that down, as most of us would, and say, you know, you should just take the consequences and believe anyway and speak up about Jesus. But many did not in that day. Just to save face, just to keep from offending anybody, keep from splitting up a family, we know how that goes. Friends, even today in our society, we're being told to do certain things if you want to participate in society. You may have no opinion about taking a vaccine, but in some places, in some parts of the world, you're told if you don't have certain shots and boosters to those shots and something else and don't show proof of this, that, or the other thing, you can't even eat in certain restaurants, get on certain uh, modes of transportation to go from one place to the other. Who invented this system that is so discriminatory? Friends, it's nothing new. Folks have been wielding that kind of power for ages. They were doing that in Jesus' day. As 
Many were told, look, Jesus is not the Messiah. Our religious leaders of the day have told us he's not. He's a fake. He's a fraud. If you believe in him, we'll just consider you like a cultist or something. And your membership in the synagogue is now over. It's denied. Goodbye. You're out of here. You can't have contact with any of the people within these walls. You know, everything that revolves around society, don't be bringing your kids in here for their little dedications and other things. You are no longer welcome. Wow, what kind of a, a psychological attack is that on people when they're told they can't participate in society anymore? So friends, don't be surprised if wherever you are, many of you are in countries where just confessing the name of Jesus as your Lord and Savior is a danger to you. In some cases, it means your life will be threatened. In some cases, you might lose your job. You might offend family members. You might be ostracized. In a few countries, some of which I even have some people listening to these devotions right now, you could even have a hit put on you. You could be assassinated. You could be murdered by people within your own family structure who claim they're doing God's will by getting you out of the way, you old apostate. Oh, friends, listen, the pressure is still there. The only question is, what will you do with it? Will you accept the mantra of being a Jesus follower and whatever consequences come with that? Or will you just hide out, keep silent, and not speak up when the time comes? Well, the choice is yours. And yes, you may avoid some kind of discomfort in the short term, but in the long run, I believe you'll be better and you'll feel better about yourself and you'll have a clear conscience if you in all circumstances confess that Jesus Christ is your Savior and your Lord. Well, God bless you. Thanks for spending some time with me today. We'll do this every day next week as we wake up in the Word and tomorrow. Don't miss our biblical perspective. We'll see you then. God bless you.